agree to disagree. Those are words that you're never going to fucking hear from anybody anymore, given our current societal circumstances. And if you do hear that from someone, it's their way of saying, all right, fine, shut the fuck up. I'm never going to buy what you're selling. It's not a agreeable or very friendly statement at this point in our society. So this episode, I'm actually very excited to talk about this. As much as I hate politics, I do love talking about how much I hate fucking politics. So there's a silver lining. And originally, this episode was not supposed to be necessarily politically driven, more media and news driven, because I felt like I had this epiphany the other night, like I've talked about the polarity, the absolute division in our society, especially from a political perspective. And I came to a what I feel is a very logical conclusion as to why that is. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that people don't have opinions anymore. Everything is a fact. Everyone feels informed because they have access to news media on the television, on social media, whatever. And they can always point to this report or quote or whatever they read or whatever they heard or whatever they saw and say, no, that actually is a fact. That's science. Therefore, all of my perspectives are correct. No, not all of your perspectives are correct. And just because you quote or reference something that is indeed a fact, it doesn't actually mean that your perspective is correct. We live in a society of very biased and agenda-driven outlets. You look at the news sources out there, don't think they all don't have a fucking bias or agenda, like Fox News. We know Fox News is a very right-wing organization. Yes, they are. They're, like, pretty much the only Republican outlet out there. But they try and present themselves as fair and unbiased. Of course they do. Because that makes you feel like I'm watching the fair and unbiased network. The rest of you yahoos are just getting one side of the story. No, you're all getting one fucking side of the story. And facts can be spun in order to suit an agenda or a bias or a audience segment that is a target or an advertiser. Let me give you an example. We're going to create a fictional character. His name is Tom. And I'm going to tell you two facts about Tom. Both facts are true. Granted, this is a hypothetical fantasy scenario, so it's not actually true. But assume Tom exists for this exercise. Bear the fuck with me. And that these facts are true about Tom. Fact one. Tom spent the last two years volunteering for a nonprofit teen outreach center. Good for you, Tom. Fact number two. Tom was recently found guilty of molesting a 13-year-old girl. Okay, so if one, if you're only hearing about Tom's volunteering, you think that Tom is a good fucking guy. If you hear the the fact that he, you know, molested a 13-year-old girl, you're thinking, how many more girls are going to come forward? Because you worked there for two years. Here's Tom, you son of a bitch. But again, no one assumed when I brought up the first fact that you were hearing the positive fact that there was anything bad about Tom. And those people that defended Tom all of his life when it came out that he molested that girl, he's going to say, no, I didn't. And all of the people that know him and support him are going to say, he couldn't have done that. I mean, look, he's been a volunteer for two years at a teen outreach center. How is it possible that he's that type of individual and molesting a teenage... God damn it, Tom! But it's okay to have opinions. We don't need to live our life based on quote-unquote finger quotes facts 
because while they may be facts, they are facts that are little snippets of information and they don't paint the whole fucking picture. Here's another example. Let's say I paint a very accurate portrayal of hell and the underworld and everything is dark and demons and burning fire. And in one little area of the painting, I paint a patch of green grass with the rose coming out of it. And then I just zoom in on just the patch of grass and the rose, and I take a picture and I say, do you think this is a happy painting or a scary painting? Well, I would say most people would be inclined to say this is a happy painting. I see green grass, I see a rose. But just knowing one little portion of a story in no way gives you the ability to know the whole picture. Maybe that was a shitty analogy. Maybe it was good. I think it was, I'll give it a, a C plus. However, pedophile Tom, A plus. Here's another way to think about like fact versus opinion or belief. Belief is like an opinion. It doesn't have to be rooted in fact. People believe in Santa Claus, although factually we know, spoiler alert, too late, that Santa Claus doesn't exist. Oh, Hopefully oh you God. parents picked up on my spoiler alert warning and didn't just ruin your fucking kid's day. If so, I blame you 110%. But magic, ghosts, UFOs, these are things that people believe in or they don't believe in. But a lot of the people, if not most of the people who believe in any of those things, they consider it to be fact. Like, for example, on the Halloween episode of the podcast, when I was talking with my buddy, Mr. Stevie Cade, he brought up examples of things that he's done from a ghost hunting perspective where he feels like his belief in ghosts, it's not a belief. It's factually based on evidence that he himself has seen or heard. I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way about UFOs, even if they've never seen the proof. We've all seen enough fucking episodes of unsolved fucking aliens or ancient aliens or whatever the fuck all those shows are on Discovery and TLC and all that stuff that it's like, yeah, it's fact. I mean, we've got science. They just don't want to show us because they don't think we can handle it. But those people believe this isn't a belief. There's science. There's fact. Well, have you seen it? That's the thing with like ghosts. If there was an absolute undeniable proof and existence of ghosts with all of the fucking technology that we have today, why is there still zero fucking 100% evidence of ghosts? Meanwhile, magic, magic is like a thing. It's like everyone is like, yeah, that's not real. They're just illusionists. They're not really magicians. Well, what is magic? What are quote unquote miracles? It's all a matter of perception. Look at people like Chris Angel or David Blaine who are able to do magic on such a level that they can do it televised into a fucking camera. The camera ain't lying, motherfucker. It's not a matter of perspective. They're just so good at what they do that it's basically like magic, but we don't believe in magic. That's silly, Jeff, even though it's fooled us all for thousands of years in pretty much every fucking form. So again, just trying to point out and make you guys think, I'm just trying to create a thought process here as we get into the more serious part of the discussion and the more political part of the discussion. So, like I said early on, my original plan was to more or less talk about fact versus opinion and how that has caused this polarity that we have between two factions of people, of Americans in our society. 
No one is willing to budge. No one is willing to bend their thought or opinion because to them, it isn't a fucking opinion. It's a fact. But then I got wind of a documentary on HBO called Four Hours at the Capitol about the January 6th Capitol insurrection, quote unquote, finger quotes. It was not an insurrection. Let's be honest, people. It was not fucking organized at all. It was a fucking mass riot. Now, I'll be completely honest. When the Capitol attack happened, well, I call it an attack now that I've seen the documentary, but when the Capitol insurrection happened, part of me, the center of the aisle guy who hates our entire fucking political system and thinks that there's so much fucking corruption and criminal activity going on with our fucking elected officials that I was like, you know what? Yeah, it is. That's our fucking property. I mean, I'm, I, I didn't support or shame any of the people there either way. But at the time, you were getting more outside of the group camera angles and stuff like that. Not until I saw the documentary did I see what was really happening at the front lines of this fucking riot or attack. Because that is exactly what it was. This was, you know, when you see that documentary, you realize you're essentially watching what you would expect to be the footage from, you know, right before the statue of Saddam Hussein was toppled in Iraq. And what happened that day was not supposed to be what happened that day. There was a small group, and I, a small group compared to what it turned out to be, but small group, I, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 guys were the ones that call themselves the Proud Boys, these Southern American, very Christian, very fucking right-wing activists that believe that God and fucking democracy are one and the same. They marched toward the Capitol. Of course, phones are out, social media is involved now, and people are like, ooh, there's something going on at the Capitol. So people start to follow. Of course, there's a huge Trump rally going on a mile up the fucking road that's going to release tens of thousands of people. But the majority of those people, they didn't realize what was actually taking place up on the front lines of this fucking attack. So many of the police, the Capitol Police, these are people, I guarantee you, a lot of these fucking Proud Boys were wearing Blue Lives Matters t-shirts underneath their fucking camouflage hoodies. But meanwhile, now they're punching cops and throwing fucking things at them and just trampling them as they run over them. It was a fucking horrific scene, and it made me extremely angry that people would treat these fucking law enforcement individuals who are there to protect protect our fucking democracy. You can't go on a rampage and a fight for democracy while you completely fucking ignore said democracy. It's counterintuitive. It's the same thing that pissed me off about all of the fucking Black Lives Matters riots. I hated those motherfucking riots because you can't go around yelling, quit treating us like we're all fucking criminals and then go fucking rob every fucking store in the area counterintuitive to your cause. But regardless, attacking random police officers that are there to defend your fucking nation's capital when there's now hundreds, if not thousands of you, to five or six of them at every fucking point, it was like wave after wave. It was almost like a scene out of Game of Thrones. Protect the wall! <laughs> 
One scene that drove me particularly nuts was a scene with a police officer that was dragged from a frontline position right around the Capitol. Now people were in the building and they were trying to keep more people from just surging into the building. This officer was dragged into the fucking mob, was getting the shit beat out of him. I mean, he's, and none of these fucking officers, mind you, drew their fucking guns at any point. They used mace, they used fucking tasers, but unfortunately we live in this fucking society where because everyone's fucking phone is out, you don't want to be that guy that gets caught shooting somebody, even though it means defending your fucking life. I think once the shots started to ring out and people started to fucking fall with chest and head wounds, maybe the crowd would have dispersed a lot more quickly. I'm not saying that would be the right way to handle it, but I'm not not saying that. Because I guarantee you that all of these proud boys and hardcore fucking right-wingers had this situation been reversed and liberals would have stormed the Capitol, they'd be yelling, why didn't you fucking shoot all those fucking hippies? They're trying to take the Capitol building. You have weapons on you. What are you doing with your mace? So these people should consider themselves fucking lucky that all they got was a little mace to the face or maybe a little taser action. Don't tase me, bro. Don't tase me. I didn't do anything. But back to the cop that was being dragged into the crowd by the mob and having the shit beat out of him, you can see from his body camera footage that he yells out at one point, I have kids. And all of a sudden, the crowd that was beating the fuck out of him were like, okay, okay. And now all of a sudden they're protecting him and they're trying to pass him back up through the mob like a body surfer at a fucking drowning pool concert and letting everyone know that they pass him to. No, he's cool. He's cool. He's got, he's got kids. Now, all of a sudden, these people look like heroes for letting this guy get back up to the front where they could drag him over the fucking barrier and he collapses for like 10 minutes or something. You're not fucking heroes for letting that dude up to the front. You're fucking dickheads for sucking him into the back in the first place. But that's a perfect example of this whole just mob mentality that I'm going to call out social media. So Schmidt! Because it is exactly what I bitched about with social media where everyone wants this instant gratification or this feeling of inclusion and to be a part of something or to be appreciated. That's why this turned out to be more than just 50 Proud Boys walking up towards the Capitol building into tens of thousands of people flooding the fucking building. A lot of the people up there fucking punching and trampling police officers, they didn't even know why the fuck they were there. They just had their phones out and they were just trying to get a nice little cool video for the gram or TikTok. They just wanted to be part of something. And there was this bliss in unity of being part of this gathering, this group of people, like being at a concert. It doesn't mean that everyone at a concert has the same favorite song. A lot of people up front by the stage, their favorite song is a song that the guy in the back thinks, eh, that's actually their worst fucking song. I don't really like it at all, and I skip past it. So when group mentalities or mob mentalities get to a point where everyone forgets about their own individualistic ideas and ideologies... That's when shit gets fucking messy and stupid. That's when witches get burned. That's when the fucking Capitol riot happens. It's all the more reason that I implore everyone to start using social media from a perspective of sharing with people that you think care things that you actually care about. Don't share fucking everything. And if people that don't even fucking know you respond like they're your fucking best friend for the last 10 years, that should annoy you. Who the fuck are you?
So while I don't have like written details of the recent sentencings on people who have been found guilty of shit during the Capitol riot because of social media, guess what? Everyone had a fucking camera out, yourself included. A lot of these people treated this like it was their fucking hour on MTV Capitol Jams. People lighten up fucking doobies in the middle of the rotunda in the Capitol building. On video, knowingly on video, talking to the fucking camera. You dumb piece of shit. Yes, please go to fucking prison for a while. Rethink your priorities because you're a fucking moron. And I don't want you walking the same streets as my fucking kids. Or me for that matter. But I do know one guy recently, he punched a cop in the, like, face shield. He got three years in prison. Good. Everyone knows that assaulting a police officer is a huge fucking crime, let alone when you're doing it in such a manner that they are going out of their way to restrain themselves and not shoot you, that they are taking the punishment and then being trampled as you run up to the next line of fucking five or six police officers, beat the fuck out of them, throw barriers at them, and then fucking trample them and run up to the next line of officers. Fuck you, people. What the fuck, man? How dare you do that shit and ever fucking again call yourself a fucking patriot of this country? And don't think they're not super fucking apologetic. They know. They're all like, I regret my actions that day. <sighs> shit out of a police officer at our capitol building <sighs> fuck you now i know i'm worked up but i will say i'll, I'll retract my fuck yous because i want to make it clear i also don't understand how all of these people were raised or brought up and that doesn't just include their parents but the society and political system that they were part of we all know Trump, at his speech a mile away, told everyone, we're going to march on the Capitol building. So he kind of set that up a little bit, and he waited, oh, a few hours before he said, all right, I want you all to go home. Let's be peaceful. I know you've already beat the shit out of the police, but it's time to go home. Sorry, I would have told you this like two and a half hours ago, but I was... Grabbing a woman by the pussy. I just, I lost track of time. But people are brought up to believe certain things, and our politics and our politicians continue to instill that shit. It's the problem with the two-party system. The Capitol riot, it was, you know, it was Republicans storming the Capitol that day. But it could have very easily been the flip side of that. Don't think it couldn't. Because we have this current society of people who are completely polarized and also feel like they need to be a part of something. But as I've pointed out many times on the program, I think the two-party system is fucking stupid. Maybe it's still applied back when everyone spoke a fucking European or foreign accent. But it makes no sense. We are not a country at this point that is supposed to be of just one opinion or the fucking other. Everything is black or white. 
There is no fucking gray. I'm going to give you fucking facts to prove that. Facts. Oh my God, Jeff has facts. Are you sure those shouldn't be opinions? Where did you get those facts, Jeff? I got them from governmental listings. Because we know everything the government tells you is true. But these are just facts that are numbers. It's nothing that anyone would ever want to consider opinion-based. Before I get to my numbers and my facts, I do want to point out the term cross the aisle. I fucking hate the term cross the aisle. Whenever anyone says I'm going to cross the aisle, it's hailed as this brave and magnanimous act. But it actually just further illustrates the fucking problem with our government that there is a fucking line in the sand. There is a fucking aisle. There is an aisle you have to cross. It's one side or the other. But that's not who we are as people, as Americans, as just fucking citizens. For as long as we can remember in American history, and so much more so in the last two decades, there have been fights from different groups, you know, fighting for equality with ethnicity, sex, ideas, ideologies. If we focused on that energy and that effort into actually including a variety of ethnicities, sexes, ideas, ideologies into our democracy, that would trickle down. That's a Ronald Reagan term. Well, but it's true. If it if that actually was part of our representatives, that's why the word representatives, they represent us. If they embodied the level of diversity that we fight for in society, then society would inherently get better. So, I'm going to wrap up the show with my stats, my facts, my numbers, because I want to point out that this country is a fucking one or the other side mentality. Period. You can't fucking argue this. I would love it if every fucking politician wasn't independent and there was no party. Let's just pick the guy with the best fucking ideas. You're allowed to be pro-choice, but think that people should be fucking fried when they commit a horrible crime. At the same time, you're allowed to be pro-life, but you're also allowed to be against a death penalty. We don't allow that anymore because it has to be black or fucking white, figuratively speaking. So the main thing that controls how our country is run, it's not the fucking president. So quit bitching and complaining about the fucking president. The president is just a figurehead, an avatar, an icon. All of the shit that makes our government move is the House of Representatives and the Senate, or Congress. Obviously, it's like a game of chess. Both sides want to have, if you have a majority in both the House and the Senate, oh my god, you can do pretty much anything you fucking want. If you don't have both, well, now you basically got gridlock. Because one chamber is going to go one way and the other one's going to go, nope. Now, to have a majority in the House of Representatives, you need to have 218 people from a specific party. That's the majority. In Congress, you need 51 because there's 100 Congress people. So let's look at our recent history of House of Representative majorities and Senate majorities when they're really fucking close. And that means nothing's getting fucking done. Currently, we have 212 Republicans in the House of Representatives. How many independents do we have, Jeff? I'll tell you. Zero. Zero fucking independents. You have 212 Republicans. The rest are fucking Democrats. 
fucking fail, America. From 2001 to 2003, there were 212 Democrats. And at the time, there were two independents. Now, normally independents lean Democrat from a voting perspective. Let's look at Congress or the Senate. Remember I said it's a total of 100 individuals. Currently, there are 48 Democrats, 50 Republicans, but there are two independents. And again, they always vote Democrat. And at a 50-50 split, they have a Democratic tiebreaker in the vice president. 2007 to 2009, 49 Democrats, 49 Republicans, two independents who vote Democrats. So now you've got 51 to 49, but that's pretty fucking close. Lots of room for gridlock. 2001 to 2003, 50 Democrats, 49 Republicans, but one independent who votes Democrat. So again, they had more or less the majority there. But it's fucking stupid that we're all just constantly trying to keep shit red or blue, Republican or Democrat. Quit fucking thinking like that. There are people out there who are very fucking intelligent, who have good fucking ideas, and they're afraid to run for fucking public office because of the scrutinization and because they have to be a part of this fucking agenda and all of their beliefs might not fall into that one little fucking bucket. Look at the debates. You never have fucking independence at the fucking debates. Never. Fuck that. America fail. If you're thinking to yourself, Jeff, how can I change my perspective on things? I'm a pretty hardcore right-wing conservative, or I'm a pretty hardcore left-wing liberal. I'll tell you what, if you're a fucking liberal, watch Fox News for three months. That's three months, no other fucking news is allowed. I will warn you, all the fucking algorithms on your social media will change. They will pump fucking shit into your fucking feed that is along the lines of that fucking agenda. Don't think that they're helping the fucking situation at all. If you're a Republican, then just watch pretty much any other fucking news network, CNN, MSNBC, all that shit, and you'll get the fucking liberal agenda. Do it for three months, nonstop. You're not allowed to watch anything else. Again, you will find that your brain over time will adapt and some of your basic core ideologies may change a little, which is just proof that if that's possible, it's not necessarily just our beliefs. It's what we're being fed, how we're being fed. Like I said, the fucking algorithms on social media don't fucking help. They are going out of their fucking way to create divisiveness because it works very well for their platform. The more people are divided, the more people want to fucking post and react and respond and comment. Quit worrying about what you're seeing in a video or whatever. Going back to my discussion on simulation theory, like nothing is guaranteed that it ever fucking happened unless you saw it. We live in this world where we're so used to being connected visually and auditorily to things, I don't think that's the right word, but to things that we were never a part of. And we just take them at face value and assume that's exactly how it happened. You know, it's like the old phrase, seeing is believing. But from a Zen perspective, once you see, you have no need to believe. Yay! So experience matters. First person perspective matters. 
I have had a lot of fun talking about this on this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to it. And again, as I've mentioned, if you fucking agree completely, disagree and fucking hate my guts, I don't care. Reach out to me. We will have a discussion. We're not going to have a debate. I don't fucking debate. I will discuss. And if you're not willing to discuss, well, then we will... Agree to disagree. (laughs) But you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Thank you so much for everyone who continues to tune in on a regular basis. I love seeing all the different cities in the country and across the world popping up on the stats. Much love to you. And in the words of the wise man, Jerry Springer, take care of yourselves and each other. Until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeff. Don't taste me, bro. Don't taste me. I didn't do anything. Ow! 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 Good night.